the Dode Fox Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Dode Fox Podcast. I'm Paul, he's Ronnie, and I'm really no a fan of these instant reaction recordings. Another Saturday without United before next week's jaunt north. At least there was nothing to laugh about yesterday afternoon elsewhere. Join the conversation on our socials. We are at Dode Fox Podcast on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Coming up on this week's episode, Earth's Cheek Review, Earth's Cheek Preview, Lone Report, Women's Team, Lottery, Rumour Mill, Walking Football, Live Show, On This Day with Yarab Archive, and hey, it's come down to it now, it's Last Chance Saloon for me on Games of Goals. It's all coming up in episode 146 of the Dude Fox Podcast. This is Tom called Steve Austin, and you're listening to the Dude Fox Podcast. So welcome back to the award-winning Dude Fox Podcast with the Friday Night Shopping in Asda, Paul McNichol, and the Friday Night Shopping in Asda, Ronnie Costello. Don't we know how to kick off weekend and I'll just state now but we're not shopping together absolutely we're not that's just no. how seven o'clock or whatever it was on a Friday as the Milton pans out that is the rock and roll life we lead as as and, and I wouldn't change it for the world Rondo I absolutely would I'll give you that uh obviously <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna dob you in now and I'm also gonna dob Leo in for having the biggest pick and mix I've ever seen I don't mm. know you can get any of them and then Claire went, I want to get in the picking mix. Now, she, she outdid it. Yes, she did. So mm-hmm. she's got this because she, she, I mean, she knows the FIFA, right? So, you know, she's, she's, she, she can't tell her. She's obviously stole frazzles in her day. Streetwise. She's streetwise, streetwise as anything, right? So didn't happen in, in God's country of Ardler, right? We just, we just stole for the VG and moved on. But anyway, so she goes to the picking mix, loads up. I can't be able to no tune in for this but I'm going to tell you what she does is she adds all the jelly things and the fizzy things and just stuffs them down now yep. I have seen videos when there's fists going and things like that and I, I, it looks painful but my word did she get a lot into there but when I sent you the picture the lid had already blew off correct it was, correct. It was like uh, Lana Wolf had walked she, in the building she, she got her money's worth. She got her money's yes, worth. Yes, she did. Like anyway, yes, yes, Simply. yes, she did. So that was uh, that was Friday, Friday night. I had just been a solly sombre in the ferry for some early tapas to get me in the mood for Barcelona, which is obviously where I'm heading in well, about twelve hours' time. I'll be on that plane. Mm. So uh, quick turnaround for us. It's it's no even ten past five, and here we are. Saturday with football. What you got up to? Oh, you United, I should say. What did you go up to? I went to see Carnoustie Panure at Lift League. I was up at 4 for West End watching that game. Uh, and in the morning, I went up to Sidlaws with the wee man and the dogs. So I'll probably do a wee bit more of that during the off-season. Getting up to the Sidlaws, kind of beat it. Uh, it's uh, it's a good, for your, good for your head. Clears the old head, Rondo. I recommend it. Get up there. Bravo views. Tata PC. Enjoy your day. Taps off. There's obviously uh, three things that go together then. It's uh, Farfar, Football and Bridie, I'm assuming. Oh, you, you would have thought, eh? You would have thought they didn't sell Bridie's Rondo. I don't know can, can if that should be meriting an expulsion for the junior leagues for the West End. I don't know how that happened, but it was uh, a pair that you could have drowned in that they were selling. So, know the best. 
and they deservedly got pumped for if nothing on the back of that purchase. You'll need to ask the big man if he managed a bridey winning far for yesterday, is the text Didn't message I, I got. Didn't I? People are awfully disappointed. I'm disappointed, let me tell you. He said... Nobody's more disappointed than me. He went on to say, no sign of scran, shite connoisseur. But you're saying there was no scran getting delved up, so there you go. I will ask well, the a... important questions, people. Yes. I will ask them. So, I, that brought us, I, obviously, to a Sunday mm. afternoon away to Ibrox to, to uh, basically um, turn up. Mark up the numbers because we're one of there to play games. I mean, oh. it's uh, it's it's listen. It's one of these games that, apart from the the neutral game, I don't think I've ever enjoyed going. Whether we've won, drew, or lost, I've never ever enjoyed that situation. But for nine hundred that went the day, I absolutely commend you. Our mate Martin went, and he was taking young Cameron one, which I. I've said on numerous accounts, oh my word, that is, that's carnage, that must be mental. Martin's just actually texted me saying it was the best they've been treated all season as an away fan because they had some shitey times at some away grounds this year. But he said, uh, get him a shite with the pie was bro, that you got for free, by the way, I'll just add that. Um, you weren't there, obviously, given it's now 10 past and here we are, so we've got a quick turnaround. After that fluky result they got on uh, on Thursday, and uh, and pray for Seville. I mean, how how what what was your build up to this? What were you expecting the day? What were you thinking the day? How were you feeling the day? Talk us through. I thought I thought we had a shot. I, I felt like we would have a shot uh, because on target or <laughs> no, absolutely not. Clearly, uh, just just because of what they've got on the line a wee bit further up the road ahead of them, uh, Celtic have essentially won the title albeit it just needs confirmed, <laughs> which it no doubt will be uh, <laughs> well, on Wednesday night. Uh, well, I wonder. Uh, so I thought I thought this was this was going to be a decent shot to get a point or something. You know, there's again there's like light years between the sides in the league, but in the in the head to heads this season there's no been that much. Uh but but today, one win each and a draw, isn't it? Yes, yeah. Yeah, so and they've no scored against us in the first half all season as well. Uh, but yeah, know. so I, I was before I was quite hopeful, uh, and then I saw the the lineups obviously come out, and Scott McMahon wasn't in it. Now I kind of he's no like a game changer or anything, but I just feel the last couple of weeks he's been coming into a bit of form and he's he's played well. I was surprised that he went off last week. Uh, if he was if he had a knock, then it makes sense. If he didn't have a knock. Doesn't really make any sense. Uh, so to see him on the bench again for Sporla, who is now—he's not the best at defending, shall we say? Like he is a bit of a, a maverick with the ball, right? and, and I like a lot of what he can bring to a team. But against Rangers, uh, the Rangers at Ibrox, uh, I don't know. I maybe would have, maybe would have went with a mere solid person uh, defensively wise. But you know what? Uh, I'm no blaming Sporla for what I witnessed today. Uh, I, I don't know what I witnessed today if I'm being honest with you like there was there didn't seem to be any intention to to hear a shot to attack to do anything or a positive nature it just looked like we were hanging on for a point to get nothings up and as soon as they get their, their customary penalty which which is a penalty oh, I don't yes. think there's any I don't think there's any debate about it. can't that. even talk the piss out uh, of them getting a penalty because it's definitely a penalty. No, no, I mean, and in, in, in fairness to them, which I'll no often say, like the two penalties they've had against us this season probably are penalties. 
Uh, so, like, I, I can't they get a, a penalty every game and whatever, but it's they were definitely merited against us. Yeah. But their performance today, Rondo, as soon as they went one up, we could have just uh, called it a day and uh, uh, headed. One thing as well, obviously, the other change was Magnolia was out and Young Kujo was in. Uh, yeah, yeah. Which to me, slightly bizarre, but. I think that's United. I mean, it shouldn't surprise us because we've gave quite a few young players their debut in these high, high-profile games. Now, is it because they want to put them in the shop windy for future selling? I don't can. I'm no particularly saying that, but I can. A lot of people say that, and are of that opinion, and it's it's hard to disagree. You know, I don't know why we didn't go with the experience of Nicky Clark. Again, he's he's not been he's not been the best, but could you? He had a couple of nice touches, but let's be honest, against against them, there it, it's going to be he's going to be ploughing a bit of a lone furrow up front. I would imagine. Yeah, I thought. Uh, I have to say, I thought it went a bit to shit when Mulgrew went back in defence, and that's only because I think we took him out the midfield. Because I thought again, he played pretty well again in the midfield. I think he, I thought defensively were okay. I know that getting into the game, Ross Graham probably had to come off because. I think, he was a, I think he was going to smash him again. I think deservedly so. Although, typical, <laughs> Stephen McLean then didn't get the care out for a, a foul on Mikasin, which was exactly the Should've same. Should have been a book in. Yep. You know? Should have been a book in as um, well. No doubt about but it. I, I was a wee bit you with Sporla as well, because see, like, see if we're playing like, see if we're playing against Motherwell or something. Fine. But see when you're not going to hear a lot of the bar and you need discipline. Like, how many, I mean, See the stats for possession on the day, like 70, 30 and whatever. That's pretty normal. Like, that's no unusual for a, a rain or, or a earth cheek or earth cheek, right? It's no unusual against any team below mm-hmm. them, right? But you need a bit more discipline. And I just felt at times we were so wide open on the left that any time mm-hmm. Arm Ramsey got the bar, who the Hun TV, by the way, were purring over as if he was a boy they've plucked for League One and he's known 10 million quid a year, which was hilarious. Uh, He'd ping a ban in there between Sporla and Graham, and Graham must be going, What am I on double time today or what? Because, and again, it's not, I'm no hearing a go at Adrian because that's his, his defensively, he's no as disciplined as no, what we man, know even what even Niskanen would have been, you know? Yeah, so that was, yeah. um, yeah, that that was a bit, I was a same as you on that one. Mika's in a no problem keeping his place, uh, Nielsen keeping his place, uh, and Kujo coming in. I thought, well. He's going to offer something different. I think when you've seen when he got the bar, he will offer something different. And if it's, they've got to get a chance. I get that. Maybe a bit of experience when it come, but then when Tony Watt wasn't in a great game either, it probably didn't really matter on on the, the whole of it. First half, I just, I thought it was all right. I thought it was okay. They had better chances. We had some chances, but we get to the final third and it's just a bit like, Mm. Oh, bits off or nothing. No, mm. the first half was a strange game. There was like Benji's had two good saves. Uh, in fairness to him, they've had two good chances, and he's made a couple of good saves. Uh, but the first half, it was just, it was almost like there was nothing on the line for, best for either team. <laughs> now, now, effectively, there's no really anything on the line for Rangers because they're no winning the league, and they've got second place uh, uh, locked up there. But. Like we've got a lot on the line, mm. in my opinion, and in a lot of people's opinion. Uh, but we we certainly didn't play it like it looked like we had anything to play for. We just I don't know, I can. It's just another it's an to me, 
and it might be overly harsh. And I, I, as we said at the start, I hate these recordings right after the game <laughs> because I'm a wee bit more emotional than normal. But just it was just like another shite the bed performance. It really was. We offer nothing going forward. We were never going to score a goal in that game unless Connor Goldson hits a pass back slightly harder. That was our best chance of getting a goal. It was just, uh, it was just an absolute waste of Abdi's time. First half again. was a real strange affair, wasn't it? A real it was just, affair. it was a non-event, really, a non-event. And as you say, I didn't really appreciate it at the time. But you're, you're probably right enough. But I'm not a fan of Mulgrew in that midfield position. I just, he's no mobile. Uh, but like, I can't argue with the facts that we just, we got so much worse when he went back into the defence. Like we had nothing in midfield, yeah. nothing at all. We were I, overrun. I still thought even, even I, I still think the first half bypassed Mikasin and Levitt a lot, I think, as yeah. well. Yeah, but that's because you're not going to hear a lot of the ball. They, they guys, they guys' strengths are when they've got the ball, mm-hmm. I suppose. Uh you kind of just need runners in there if your if your game plan is to hold them and the hands up rather than try and put in game uh, ball players in there. But I mean, I, I suppose in the first half it was it was effective because we got in at half time, no hands up. Uh, but man, their, their keeper he, he could have just he doesn't need a shower today. He does not need a shower, and that wasn't even a strong Rangers team. And then even when they made the changes in the second half round, they brought the guy Lowry. Like I've only seen a couple of him a couple good of times. Player, he does look like a good player. Like so, like fair's fair. But but these are fair Rangers B team that are in the the Lowland League, and uh, like you would never account that, that, that there was no golf in the class or or anything. And if there was, it wasn't in our favour. I still think you uh, look at their team though, like for it being changes. Ken they bring in boys like Stephen Davis, Aaron Ramsey. <laughs> You know, Stephen Davis is as old as me. Uh, Scott Wright, Scott Arfield, they're like good football players. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, uh, no, hey, no, well, they kind of they didn't really have a striker, did they? They had the boy Sakala that they were playing on the left. I, th- they I thought really playing with a striker. I, well, I, I think the first half were really we struggled a wee bit because they didn't hear that. Mm-hmm. Right, right. That's number nine, point. and they were all chopping and changing and whatever. Although when we got to half time, I actually thought we were all right. Like, because they we done a couple of saves. I think, Benji, I, I know the end that looks a really good save. It's kind of him, so he should save them. But mm-hmm. he's not had to pluck any top bin or nothing. But again, you're thinking, right, we, we need something early. And then halftime comes. There's obviously the change. Kevin McDonald comes on. And uh, they just bring on a boy that uh, Man United spent £40 million on. You know, Allegedly. did they really spend forty million? Forty, on them? well, thirty-seven point nine million. The boy kept spouting on the thing. Right, I heard okay. them mention. I mean, fair does. Ross Graham left a wee mark on him, and I think if you hadn't been booked, you'd have left another in on him. He popped up by or he said, "Correct." That, that's the only reason he got away with that. Oh, but, but for the boy's point of view, that's good play because he cans. Oh, aye. if I do this and the boy wipes me out, it's adios. See you later. Yeah. What were you thinking at half you, time? Buddy. You just a bit. Meh. I was, yeah, I just felt like I, I wasn't, a, I wasn't overly concerned. Uh, but at the same time, I was thinking we've offered absolutely nothing going forward. So if they score, <laughs> unless something dramatically changes, then uh, we're, we're bit. I just didn't feel like we had anything in us to, to score a goal at all. And like the facts kind of bear that out when you look at, when you look at the, the stats after the game, like I think it said we had three. Or four shots or something. Three, yeah. Nicky, Nicky Clark had in that went miles wide. Liam Smith had in that went miles over. I, I can't think of anything else really. 
uh, it was uh, as an attacking entity we were non-existent defensively we weren't too bad in the main Benji done alright but then we've come away with none and a shite bag performance yeah uh, <laughs> we've already mentioned it but it's a back row penalty isn't it definite penalty definite it's a these things are so annoying when you see like the wee the wee chip over for Ramsey. Like, it's, if it's in if it's Harsey Mikkelsen doing that, Tony Watt running on it, then it's one of the best things I've ever seen. But when it gets done against your own team, you're like, come on, come on, get closer to the boy, Jesus Christ! And then Benji's just absolutely wiped him out. He's I don't know the exact rule because it changes all the time. But is he maybe not to get maybe lucky not to get a red? No, I think I think because he's he got a yellow the because the ref thinks he's went for the bar. Yeah, because he gets a penalty award as well. You know what I mean? It's punishment an awful lot of the time. I don't yeah. think it's a... Like, if he's booked, if he's booked Ross Graham, there's no difference. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Is, like it, just is, it howl, is it a howler for Benji? It's hard to say. It? He's got to come for it. He's got to do something. Yeah. Yeah, you either yeah. stand still in the score, or he. I, I would. I would hate to see it. I would hate to see it back. Like, I've only. I've only seen it once or twice, and I, I was seeing it with steam coming out of my ears, uh, <laughs> just because. Just because. Uh, so I would hate to see it again. But I'm just thinking, was he rash? And does does he unnecessarily wipe him out when he could have got the bomb? I'm not really sure. I would hate to see it again. But uh, there's no no doubt it was a penalty kick. Yeah, I like when he put his hands up as if to, I'm hoping it was to say sorry and no. What you then can't be a booking, uh, but yeah, and I thought you know Tavernier steps up. He has missed a couple, but he's he, he's good height for a goalie, but it's right in the corner. You know what I mean? Doesn't need Duffy hops and a honey. Hate that. I hate that. Oh, love it. Somebody on that team done it, but you know, quite um, nah, and we just fell away after that. We just Can fell away. That that was the end of the game. We we still offered nothing. Then and they were they were the team in the ascendancy, creating mayor. We, we still defended no too bad, but it was all defending last gasp, last ditch stuff because midfield was getting completely overrun. Nothing was sticking up top. Uh, the the hail, it felt like the hail game Rondo was played in United's half. I would love to see, again in rugby stats, you get territory and whatever. I'd love to see the territory start for this game because it just felt like United were forever in Moraine half the day. I mean, if the game plan might have been to sit deep and try and frustrate and I think to a degree it worked but as soon as the penalty went in absolutely was, worked because I'm sitting here really frustrated but <laughs> so it definitely worked <laughs> there was there was just yeah. no plan B after that and I know it was in the change shape my subs but it just we just never we never got into that final third or even into the, the other half at times and when we did we just never got any place and it was really no. just again past too many players by which was so so frustrating. Um, we obviously stay fourth, uh, one point clear out. Motherwell got a big win yesterday, and uh, we end the what's season. The, what's the goal difference then, Rondo? Well, it's just well, I'm glad you ask because mm-hmm. uh, I mean, it might be squeaky bum time. I'm not gonna lie, right? So, at the minute, if we just hit refresh to make sure it's all up to date, is um, Ross County are in six with 41. Okay. Minus 10. Motherwell are in 5th with 43. Minus 14. And we mm-hmm. are in 4th on 44 with minus 8. Now. Okay. During the week, us and Ross County play the Earth Cheeks. Yeah. Motherwell, Motherwell are at home to Hearts. 
right. And then, so say Motherwell win that, right? That's too ahead of us, right? And then you need to go to Ross County. Now this is where I get really interesting. Now I've already had this conversation the day after the game, right? If say the scores are the same, right? Say we both get about one nil during the week, right? I'm being nice there, right? Say we both get about one nil. <laughs> I think so, right? So Tom Rogic will tack on five players, stick it in the bottom corner, and it'll be no, even the best goal at Tannadice this season, and then. It then comes down to Ross County could effectively win two and and we would be in sixth place. And that that's how it could fight. I didn't see Motherwell, who have only won two games a year, winning two back to back. And also didn't see Hearts losing two in a row. You know what I mean? So it's going to be really interesting because say because this is the game that I was on about when the first games of the split we were up playing one, two, and three. Say we all get beat. It's out of play far next week if we were at a good you know so and if nothing changes say they are miraculous stay the same you've got a real your mother will go to Parkhead I think or they go Mm -hmm. there I think they go to Parkhead I'm pretty sure they're at him on the last day so Hearts Rangers I mean nothing it's it's, I mean I didn't I just didn't I didn't see Motherwell winning yesterday that's what that was the big shock Last week we spoke about it, and we didn't. I personally didn't see United getting anything for this game that we've just lost and the Celtic game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just didn't. Now the closer the game got, that's when like the hurt starts ruling the head a wee bit, and you're like, no, maybe you can, maybe we can, we can pull off a wee shock here. But I didn't see us taking anything. So the fact that we've lost today it, it isn't really surprising, but. And the reason I'm frustrated is because we've literally just watched the game, mm-hmm. and I feel like we've, we've threw away like a, a golden opportunity against a but an understrength Rangers side by offering nothing. But if it comes down to that last game next Saturday, I think we all would have taken that. Uh, I think we all will take that if it comes down to that. And the the only minor annoyance is that Motherwell won that game yesterday. Mm-hmm. I really didn't see that. And I don't know if you've saw watched sports in an Orlando. Never never a penalty. <sighs> Never a penalty. So it should have been a draw. Uh, was, <laughs> but, it, was it one that the Rangers would probably get? Well, it was in the Motherwell got, so the refs, in my opinion, the refs had an absolute howler. Okay. But I suppose, yeah, we, we're looking for, if we go into the, the last day, the way it's sitting just now, like if we all lose during the week, mm-hmm. then can we're, we're absolutely in pole position. Absolutely in pole position. And, uh, I mean, <laughs> if we blow it for here, Rondo, uh, I'll be gunning for boys. I'll be hanging about waiting on buses coming him for Dingwall, and there'll no be supporters' buses. I'll be waiting on. We can't. We can't blow it for here. Mm. We just can't. <sighs> yes, that's a threat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you need to police Scotland's number, just check it on the website. <laughs> so uh, it's one hundred one. <laughs> So yeah, I mean it's uh, it's obviously like um, you know two games. I mean it was mainly the other air streak they were playing Wednesday night. They beat Hearts four one on Saturday, but you know you can bypass that game for what it is, and and, and I think all the focus will move to to next Saturday up at Dingwall. Regardless, it's, that's regardless of what happens. Listen, we got a miraculous point during the week. You're thinking to yourself, well, it's still only a point. You know, unless you win a game. A 
it, it's still only a point. It does put the big thing a point in the day doesn't put Ross County out of it, but a point on Wednesday would, you know, and it would be fine. And then you're not needing to go there on Saturday battling for it, but there's going to be a yeah. big, big crowd up there next Saturday. So, of course, like we well, we as well speaking about like we sold for 1700 tickets allocation within a day, mm. uh, which to be honest, it didn't surprise me. Like, I, I've I had no doubts that they would sell it. Maybe maybe the only surprising thing was it sold so soon, but it doesn't surprise me. And then I think they got another 400 tickets or something. Uh, now, I don't know if they've sold out, but I'm willing to bet that they will sell out. And United are going to be taking up a hell of a travelling support up there next Saturday uh, lunchtime for the kickoff. Uh, it's like we, we've said it for a couple of weeks, it's probably all going to come down to that. And it, it, absolutely, the closer we get it, <laughs> the mayor it looks like it is going to come down to that. A winner takes all. Uh, my, my main concern this week is that we can't be getting trounced, Rondo, because the goal difference <laughs> really could come down to that. Uh, we we kind of pick up an absolute scalping on Wednesday. Well, you're effectively needing Rangers to dish out a scalping on Wednesday as well. That's what you're needing. I can't believe I've just said that. I feel dirty. I feel dirty. Uh, you should feel dirty. I feel dirty. Uh, it's just, tap off. Yeah, as we sit as we sit here about half past five uh, on on the Sunday after the day's game, like I'm just I'm not looking forward to Wednesday at all. Uh, I'm sure. And in fact, now I was about to say, I'm sure the closer I get, I will. I win it. I probably win it because the best predictor of like future events is looking at the past events. And United, we sell tickets Tannadice this season. We've offered next to nothing. Uh, if we didn't hit another shot on target, that probably wouldn't surprise us because I kind of we kind of it's into them. Like we, I feel like we could have went for it the day because Rangers they're not as explosive going forward as I think Celtic are. Like Celtic are they're, are a good attacking team. You know they can you can get at them at the back. I'm not a big fan of the Starfelt and. I don't. I don't think their defence is as great as the Ouija hordes will hear you believe. Uh, but then you you look at our options up front and can do we hear anything that could trouble them? I, I really don't care. Eh? We're so we are so lightweight going forward uh, as a football team. Like we're essentially relying on a Dylan Levitt piece of magic or something to do anything. Especially even uh, especially even the day. Like, there was a big chance to do something like that. Just, hey, go and get a bit. Hey, go and get yeah. a bit. I mean, it's yep. it's easier to start getting 2-0, but you've actually had a go 10 times than getting a bit 2-0 and barely got in the box uh, twice. But when, you, when you say that, now again, I would imagine that the, the gaffer's going to come out and say, look, we didn't set up to get a point. But to me, to my untrained is, it looks like we set up no to concede and play for hands up. And as soon as, if you set up that way and you get a nothing's up, then brilliant. It might be rubbish to watch. It might be negative, I suppose, in some people's eyes, but at least it's effective and your plan has worked. But when you set up that way and you play so negatively, you offer nothing going up front and you still lose the game, then that just enrages fans because that's no, that's no what anybody wants to see. Hey, a go, lose, we could talk that. We could attack that. Even if it's a battering, even if you lose right to death, of course you'll be sick. But you could attack it. You could kind of console yourself with the fire. Well, at least we had a go. There's something there that we can get behind. 
when you just defend for 90 minutes and you lose meekly 2-0, there's, there's, I don't know, can. Are you, are you tying a positive with that? I don't know what the positive would be for that today. I just I didn't looked, lose three. Yeah, well, I just looked at the um, looking at the head to head versus the green and white side of theirs cheeks. There, like we've scored one goal against them in seven games. Yeah, since the start of last season. I mean, it's a good goal too. It's a good it's goal. goal. It's a great goal. Um, we should have we should have scored more. Like Louis, big Louis should have scored at the end of that. Game, should have stole that. Eh? Should have stole that. Nah, that day. Nah. Man, it would have been theft, nah. and I don't care. Nah. No, Christ no. No, we would have been in Europe by now if we had to stole it that day. Yeah, well. uh, it's, that's, it's, that, it's that tight. But yeah, uh, I mean, yeah. Last, um, last season, we got beat 1-0 at Tanadice and we drew 0-0. I remember the 0-0 game in the March. That was a Sunday. Yeah, that was uh, that confirmed the Rangers winning the league. I think that. Uh, but I, thought, I yeah. think even we were good that day. Well, I mean, that... that the word goods may be down about heavy lifting oh, there. Like, we weren't too bad. We weren't too bad. But then this season, it's been one all at Parkhead, um, 3 0 when apparently goal of the season was scored. 1 uh, <laughs> 0 uh, at Parkhead, and then the 3 0 in the Scottish Cup uh, back in March. And yeah. then uh, this Wednesday is the next time round. And I mean, to be fair, you're going to be at the game with one eye on what's going on. Ibrox. I mean, it's just one, one eye on the boy next to you in case he's a dim. <laughs> and I tell you watching. what, right? And if they are, fucking shop every single one of them. Dirty bastards. And I tell you what, right? I, I, like, I can't, I've seen people joking about it, eh? but see if you've like sell your seat to a Tim, like that's horrendous, man. Like, oh. it's like, come on. Like, Oh, oh, somebody said somebody sold the seat for 75 quid. I've seen people going, Gee, you could get more. Do you need another? Oh, that's quite funny. <laughs> but that was, that was, that was, that's quite funny. Uh, uh, but yeah, I hope, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, there's the seeing all the talk on social media and they were saying, Oh, we've we've got uh, this this end of the George Fox stand and now they're getting yeah. cancelled and you can do this. Well, no, just cancel them and that's it. You're not getting it. Get a ring, yeah. You know what, Rondo? Like, I, I kind of agree with you. Like, I, I'm knowing for shopping anybody. It's, if people come and I don't recognise them and they just watch the game and whatever, so be it. But like, you kind of hope there's not going to be boys that are brazenly mm-hmm. celebrating if Celtic score in the United, and that kind of happen. Yeah. That kind of happen. But I, if, if I put like my a fan's head on, just say it was the other way. But just say United are going for something really big up in Dingwall, and it sells out, and I kind of get a ticket and now we end. I might chance my mate. I might I might chance my mate and try and get something at the home end. It's like I don't I don't know exactly how Celtic fans are getting ahead of these home end tickets because I think you've got to be on the record that you've that you've bought home end tickets or yeah. or you've got you've there's got to be a record for you somewhere. You can't just pony up with a Ouija accent and say, "Can I get five tickets?" By the way, big man, and and you get handed five tickets. That, that is the worst like that. attempt. Uh, oh, of course. Accent, I felt. Oh, oh, of well. course. I, I, I wasn't. I wasn't intended to be. It was. It was the words <laughs> in the accent I was. I was putting there. But uh, yeah, I, I don't. I, I don't really blame them for doing it. I don't like the fact that they're going to be doing it. I like the fact that they're probably going to win the league at Tannadice even less. Uh, but it's just. It's a game that we here to play. We here to get out of the way. We here to no suffer too badly, and then crack on up that A nine. Mm. 
on Saturday. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, I mean, it's, it's going to be a fun week ahead. Um, it's just so frustrating. So, so yeah. frustrating. I mean, we yeah, said that after the Hearts game as well, though, didn't we? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's... That's because they're, they're missed opportunities, Rondo. Yeah. Hearts, Hearts game probably more so than today's game. Because any time in, in my tenure of following United, if you get something at Ibrox, it's a bonus. Uh, but the Hearts game, yeah, to lose that, that one at home, that was just, that was just shite. Uh, Motherwell, obviously, that was a must-win game. So I'm hoping that if we say it's a must-win next Saturday, we can do it again. <laughs> uh, because I do, I, I still believe that if we win next Saturday, then we'll be fourth. I, I believe that. And again, I'm maybe not giving Motherwell much much credit there, but I just think if we can beat Ross County next week, regardless of what happens against Celtic, then we'll still finish fourth. But you, you don't want to be losing too many goals on, on Wednesday night. That's... Uh, know what you want to do for, for confidence reasons of nothing else you don't want to go up there on the back of two like meek humblings for the Glasgow airs cheeks so stick it to them lads get in about them on Wednesday exactly. let them ken that they're not getting to hear Perry in your own house I'll be uh, finding myself a Dundee United themed sports bar to watch the game on Wednesday in Barcelona so uh, I'm going to the Camp Nou on uh, Tuesday to see them play Celta Vigo which should be a should be a decent affair, and a wee break for this. I mean, listen, they can't have their playing this season. They're like any your second teams, so it, it could be interesting. Stinking transitional period. Oh, f- I say I say stinking. I'm sure they're second in the league. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like I was listening to the radio coming back for the Carnusti Pan your game yesterday, and like after the Celtic one, and they were giving it. Oh, it's such a great achievement considering where this team were twelve months ago. They were second, mate. That's where they were. They've moved up one place in the league. Wow. United have moved up there. Okay. Jesus Christ, man. They didn't half over-egg that pudding. They, they generally do, eh? Like, I'm no joking. See the day. Watch them speak about Aaron Ramsey as if he's come for League One. Or, yeah. the, or, or junior football was incredible. They found him. They found him. And, and then this boy, the boy Diallo, they're like, you know, you should do better there. Man, you're putting your 40 million for him. He should be better. He should be the best player on the park. It's unbelievable. <laughs> they generally speak as if, like, and they were, I mean, again, have you noticed it? Because I think you got, you were what, same feed as me. But they were like, this is a big day. We've gave a debut to an 18 year old centre half the day. This is amazing. This is what work in the academy. Yeah. What? I can't. But, like, we, United, oh. done a half bum up the rain academy. So. I, I, I get it. Like, that just seems to be the way that football is these days. If somebody mucks, I can't, I can't. But the guy, Lowry, he, he looks like a decent player. Hmm. The, the big centre half that got a debut, I have no idea if he's a decent player. He's another one that doesn't have to wash his shirt no. when he comes off the pitch today. No. So, who knows? No chance. Who knows? Uh, I just looked there and uh, Barcelona are 12 points behind Real Madrid. Uh, they, they've won the league. I think there's only about two, three games left three or something. Games left, yeah. Uh, well, enjoy the sunshine, Rondo. That's all I could say. It's a, uh, it's a work trip. It's a work trip. It's not a jolly. It's a work yeah, trip. yeah. Okay. I, I, need, I need to. I need to make that clear. It's a work yeah. trip, not a jolly. That's only because your boss listens to this. Moving on. Yes. So let's move on to the rumor mill. Let's not even bother talking uh, talking man of the match because that could be a right laugh. Uh, rumor mill. The roundup that I've got for the past couple of days. 
is uh, English Championship clubs are apparently keeping an eye on Tam Courts. We're apparently mm. tapping up Scott Tiffany, and two-year deals are expected to be agreed with Kevin McDonald, Ian Harks, and Lewis Nielsen. What do you think of that? <laughs> uh, yes, Saturday morning was a strange time on Twitter when I saw Fabrizio Romano, who's quite a well-respected, like, renowned, like, yeah, world's well-known sports journalist. He's, like. he's the go-to, but but usually for like the big teams, you know, if there's a big transfer going down, he'll get the scoop on it. <laughs> so it was it was a wee bit bizarre to see him tweeting about United's manager, uh, and and you know what, in some ways. I could see it because looking from the outside in, you might think, oh, this guy's come to nowhere. He's uh, he's he's played X amount of academy graduates and he's got the team sitting fourth. So I can get it. Like, I understand that. But then there was other tweets saying, oh, such and such a team are thinking of replacing Boyer because uh, the expansive attacking football that, that Thomas Courts up at Dundee United plays. And that wasn't really computing we what I'm what I've been seeing our season, to be honest with you. Uh but if he's sought after, then he's, he's obviously doing something right. I mean, we're sitting in fourth round as much as I'm absolutely my piss is boiling right now. We are sitting in fourth place. So of course, it's just like when somebody's playing well in your team, it gets noticed elsewhere. So if the manager's getting results like this, it's getting noticed elsewhere. So whatever comes of that, who knows? Who knows? We'll see. We'll see in time. Uh, the the other rumours Scott Tiffany I, I'm not sold on that if I'm being honest we've got Logan Chalmers and they were kind of head to head on on Friday night and like Tiffany he's like your, your typical winger like you'll do he might do something really good one minute and then he just falls out again you must keep them for <laughs> playing against United then because he's roasted us every time he's played <laughs> he was he was uh, he was quite good when we when we got played off the park for Partick Thistle in the cup tie that we, that we somehow won, ah, uh, oh, the was, cup final journey is going as went was, well. Uh, he was good that game. Uh, he he did give Liam Smith a right tour at time, but I, I don't know. I can like um, is is he is he going to make us better? Do you believe he's going to make us better? Uh, I don't know. I can. I'm no I'm no convinced. But again, that's. There's nothing I could do but the two year deals. Who did you say? Kevin McDonald? Kevin McDonald, uh Lewis Nielsen, and the former apple of your eye, Ian Harks. Right, well, start with Lewis Nielsen. I, I would be delighted with that because he's just a young lad. He's gonna get better the more he plays. Uh so I've no issue with that at all. Ian Harks, the, I think we've missed him. Faye's been at the team. Uh and I don't just mean me. I think in general with the team's missed him. Uh, the amount of running that he gives us, like it's it's definitely it's it's evident when he's no there, mm-hmm. and and you you do find a lot of times when players are missing, you, you maybe think that they're you look back and think, oh Christ, when he was there, can we were we're doing a wee bit better? Like they get better in your mind's eye when they're absent, but I think that he does offer us something. He has he has took a game or his game has definitely improved this season. Uh, Kevin McDonald, two year deal. Mm, I don't know, like, I'm no, I don't can. I'm not sure about that. And I don't think he's very mobile these days, but it's, it's, let's not take anything away from him, what he's been through. Uh, and to get back to playing at the top levels in this country anyway, uh, is a hell of an achievement in itself. But a two year deal, that seems awfully long. That seems awfully long. Maybe it's one of them where he's, he's such a, a good role model off the park, you know, 
I don't know. I don't know. But then here, I, I sit here as the guy that really didn't want to sign Charlie Mulgrew. So, so they don't listen to me. Yeah, but that was um, yeah, it was interesting to read them. I, I agree with you on Ian Hearts. I think we have we have missed them. I think Lewis Nielsen's, you know, again the day they've looked to change things today, put more experience in. I don't think it was anything against this performance today. Um, and he's only what eighteen, nineteen. I mean, there's plenty of time for him on a two year deal, probably in the world of good. And same with you with Kevin McDonald. You know, it might just be one of those deals that would help maybe as a year but yeah there's two years and there's maybe someone bundled in the second year I don't know because somebody was saying during the week that um, when this sort of broke this rumour broke that you know Charlie McGrew's second year's about coaching and I remember that getting put in the press but there was nothing official about that so mm-hmm. it was just done again you know and there's well, McGrew's what 36 you know yeah. big sexy bastard that he is um, but yeah that that is the um, that was the rumour mill so that was an interesting uh, interesting read over the last uh, couple of days and you're right Saturday morning got awfully interesting when it's, uh, it's just bizarre it came out of nowhere <laughs> no it came out of nowhere absolutely bizarre it really was it really was anyway um, let's hear what's been going on with the uh, champions uh, of the women's team also in the academy and there can't be uh, there can't be much left on your loan report, is there? No, there is no. There's there's four. There's four players, and any of them's like a token mention. So we'll start over the Irish Sea as we always do with Mark Connolly at Dundalk. Told you last week, but Connolly had to come off uh, in his sides derby win against Drogheda, and it was an injury that would keep him out of his sides game this past Friday. So the Mark Connolly list Dundalk could only draw two all this week with UCD. Logan Chalmers at Inversnecke. It was obviously the start of the playoffs this past week and that meant two games for Logan against Ian McCall's Partick side. We all know that these games were going to be exceptionally difficult for the Highlanders given that Partick allegedly play everyone that they meet off the park. So fast forward to Friday night and you probably won't believe me, but Partick are out. Logan started both matches and made some decent contributions to both victories for his side and they now look forward to two more playoff games this coming week against Arbroath. Rory Adams at Lothian Thistle Hutchie Vale. Saturday meant a trip to Fife for Rory to play Hillobeath Hawthorne. With only two games left, it was a must-win fixture for Hutchie to have any chance of avoiding relegation. However, Hawthorne aren't clear of the drop zone either, and this was reflected in the end-to-end long ball action with the game threatening to boil over as tempers frayed both on and off the pitch. After about 30 minutes, the ref had had enough and started dishing out the cards. The break in play, however, helped Hutchie, who got the ball up the pitch and scored only for it to be disallowed for offside. Hawthorne then had a good bit of play, forcing Rury to make saves low to his left and right. With half-time looming, Hutchie were able to make some space and take the lead. The second half was more of the same, with Rury getting the treatment from Hawthorne players off the ball without getting much protection from the ref. Hutchie held for him, however, and on the break added two more goals. Full-time 3-0 Hutchie. Still in the automatic relegation place, but an opportunity to get out of it with a win next week. So good luck to big man Rory in his efforts to avoid relegation. Adam Hutchison at Dumbarton. Adam's season is done. Adam never played any part in Dumbarton's playoff games against Edinburgh City, and they lost 5-2 on aggregate to find themselves relegated to League 2 next season. Rondo, the last time that we played them, I'm pretty sure they beat us, and now they're in League 2. And we are going to want to be playing Man United in the Conference League or something. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. 
the academy team. On Tuesday, the young lads played host to Hamilton Ackes, and it was a tough night for them. Hamilton had most of the play and possession, and were looking like the most to win, the most likely team to win the match. The game would finish one all with United's goal being a screamer of a free kick from Lewis O'Donnell. And although Hamilton equalised with just four minutes left of the match, they could not be grudged their point on the night. On Friday, it was up the A90 to take on Barry Robson's young Aberdeen side. And if truth be told, United struggled with the physicality of their counterparts. There wasn't much between the sides in the early stages, yet by half-time, Aberdeen held a two-goal lead. Into the 60th minute, and Aberdeen effectively wrapped up all three points as they went 3-0 up courtesy of an error in the United backline. The young terrors did manage to get back into the game in the 78th minute, courtesy of an Aaron Donald goal, and although that would turn the flow of the match in United's favour, it was to be too little too late as they couldn't breach the Aberdeen backline again, and the match finished 3-1 to the people that interfere with sheep. The women's team. On Wednesday night, the ladies' team took to Tannadice Park to play their last home game of the season. It was to be a momentous occasion for a number of reasons. A record crowd, a five-goal thriller, a last-minute winner direct from a corner, and Ronnie Costello even came along for the evening to announce the teams and play the goal music. As the ladies prepare for top-flight football next season, 726 fans came along to cheer them on and shower them with praise for the season that they've had. The match itself didn't start as planned, however, with St Johnson taking the lead early on when Natchman in the United goal made an error and left herself exposed to a chip. It took a little while, but United did get back on level terms thanks to Chloe Clemison's strike. That would be it for the first half, and the second half United pretty much controlled. They would take the lead midway through the half when who else but Danny McGinley got on the score sheet from the penalty spot. McGinley was excellent on the night, but she couldn't notch any more goals. United were fairly comfortable and seeing the game out when St. Johnson hit them with a classic sucker punch. A quick break and a through ball put the St. Johnson striker clean through on Natchman and she coolly rounded the United keeper and rolled the ball into the empty net. That wasn't to be the end of the scoring, however, and the best was most definitely saved for last. United's pressure led to a series of corners and in the 89th minute, Robin Smith stepped up to take this one. What ensued was her very own Kevin Gallagher moment whereby people will ask forevermore if she meant it or not. Her in-swinging corner beat everyone, including the Saints' tall goalie, and found its way into the far top corner of the net. An absolute peach of a goal, and the perfect way to round off the night. After the match, the team were presented with the league trophy before showering Abdi with champagne and getting selfies with family and friends. A lovely scene and a great night for the team. The girls have a free week again this week, but they close out their season next Sunday with an away game at Queen's Park. By our reckoning, Danny McGinley still needs two goals to get to 30, or she has to face the forfeit of eating a Toblerone that has been kept in the fridge. Good luck, girls. Now, um, I know Danny obviously listens to this every week, this nonsense. Of course she does. And I say to you, um, I text you when we're watching the game, but um, and I don't mind saying this, but she's a hell of a football player. She's a hell of a football player, like, player. and yep. uh, you could, I, I knew the I knew a custom goal was coming, but I didn't mm. think it was coming for the penalty spot. But what a finish it was for as well! <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was incredible no, to see. I mean, I, I thought there'd maybe be a few hundred there, eh? but when I was told there was only 700, I thought it was, that was incredible, absolutely brilliant for them. Yeah, no, it was, it was great. It was great I'd, for a while, though. It felt like, hey, they're all left the trophy here eh, after getting bit one none. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that didn't start great. It was a wee bit flat, but I think it's been like that for them, having spoken to their, their manager, Harry, 
or DJ Hartman, as he, he goes by certain days of the week. Uh, I think it's been flat for them since they wrapped up the league. Mm. And, you know, it's you can't really blame them. Like, they run away with it. They, they got it secured as soon as they possibly could. And then, obviously, they lost their unbeaten record the other week, which wasn't great. And then it was a bit of a struggle through the week. But ultimately, they, I, th- I felt like they controlled the game through the week. Uh, it just took a wee bit of time to, to actually notch that winner. And then they see the season out next week. It'll probably not be an easy game. Uh, but I'm going to predict another one, Rondo. And, uh, we were the uh, Matchball sponsor as well. Yes, we were. And then you've got to be mentioning the programme of your confidence. Well, quite right. <laughs> quite right. But I think uh, I think we get a signed ball. Oh, nice. Who knew? Yeah, so I, I don't know can I don't know was going to keep it. Yeah. I can what we're going to do with Cut in half. Cut in half. Perfect. Just put you it well, with other awards and trophies that we've no goal. Oh, we could do. Uh, could do. I've got a wee <laughs> spot on the shelf. That's fine. We'll do that. <laughs> No, it was um, yeah. No, it was it was good to it was good to be part of as well. And you know they got a wee bit of the match day experience, I believe, is what they call it as well. So there you go. So well done, girls, and uh, another one next week. And Danny, Dolores in the fridge. That sounds well dodgy, but anyway, the uh, community trust, the walking football over fifties, had the East Region League fixtures to attend to last weekend at the RPC. Uh, I believe these games are played while we were recording and no uh, actual update until this week. First up, uh, there was a defeat to Fairfield before beating Carnoustie Palmure and the third and final game was against Fife Wanderers and the Dirty Fifers gained the advantage and won 1-0. Overall, there was good performances all round for the players in the three games, but they did feel hard done by, Paul, by some dubious refereeing decisions that went against them. I don't believe that. Next up is the uh, Walking Football Scotland East Region over 60s at the World of Football in Edinburgh later this month. As always, all the best of luck to the team there. And if you want to get more details about attending the Walking Football, you can be any age to attend the sessions. But you must be over 50 or 60 for the certain tournaments. If there are more details, you can contact the Community Trust Direct. The Dundee United Supporters Foundation has over 2,000 members. You can join up by going to dusf.scot forward slash pledge and uh, you can get all the information that you need and to sign up I think sign ups are a tenner for adults from a tenner maybe 250 for juniors but you could be united and join the foundation the United Futures Lottery Jackpot it's not been won it's £1,500 this coming Friday if you want to get involved never a bad time to sign up it's only a pound a week you can get the details unitedlottery.co.uk and remember, all the proceeds go to support our academy. The Elite 50 Match Day draw will be back on Wednesday night. It could get emotional. It's time for this. Now, last week we were having a bit of a conversation about this. So, Paul is nine points ahead there's no many more opportunities to play but basically I need to get five points here to have a chance of winning if I get 
pretty much less than that the game's up the pole because there's only two weeks left there's only then you know Paul could then get it so I need to get 10 I need to get 5 sorry to bring the deficit down to 4 and then hope that Paul only gets maybe 1 right next week and then we'd go into a final week but basically down at 5 this week games of goals is pumped for the rest of the season and Paul will win and I'll no thank him for that so anyway that's where I'm at so anyway if you are uh, usually skip this part and you've no managed to yet Five points up for grabs. You match five players to either the amount of games they played or the goals they scored. If you're winning every one you get correct, you get a point. The only resource allowed is the Arab Archive. So there you go. Are you, are you set? I'm just getting myself. The last time I used this particular sheet, Paul, the players were Craig Curran, Fareed El Alagi, Guy Steinman, John Souter and Scott Crabb. There you go. After last week's debacle of using players that had clearly been. Hit me! Anyway. Hit ya. Right. First name Frank McAvenny. Oh, no, 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 no. Sorry. <laughs> he's, he's, he's actually ah. not on a day with United. He's not on a day with United. That's right. Sorry. My, my mistake. Sorry. That's, another, that's, that's my other notes. Don't worry. Be on the soapbox in a minute about that. First name Lee Mayer. You're a dick. Actually, start writing Frank. <laughs> <laughs> Have we ever heard of Frank that played for a hmm. Frank van der Stroik. Frank van der Stroik, yes, with that. Legend. Good shout. Lee Mayer. Uh, Lee Mayer. Frank Capel. Henry, Henry Annier. Right enough, Frank Capel. Good shout. Bring back a Frank. Henry Annier, who loved to have just foul boys. And no score goals. <laughs> <laughs> Bernard Pasquale. Ah, oh, Gawa. Can what a boy called Frank Shufflebottom play for what? Frank Shufflebottom. <laughs> it's a pity that wasn't in the era of names on the back of your top. <laughs> <laughs> I can uh, a lot of people that like a shuffle in their bottom. Anyway. <laughs> and the last two names are uh, borderline. Some people will say world-class strikers. That have oh, no. Kami Smith. Oh. His first and spell. Mark McNulty. Oh. Smith. No, eh. Have you so I've given please? you Lee Mayer, Henry Anier, Bernard Pasquale, Cammy Smith, and Mark McNulty. And right. the numbers are 57. 57. 32. 32. 8. 8. 8. 9. This is pure shite, I Oh, I think that might be Anyar. And 30. There we go. That's nice and nice and easy this week, I think. Oh, I did. Maybe I'm just thinking that because I've got it wrote down in front of us right enough. But, oh, Kami yeah, Smith. Kami Smith. And he scored a hard track. He scored number six. Played a lot of games. Or did he? He didn't have scored 10, so he's definitely out of nine. I'll tell you that right now. Maybe he's, he's appearances in the 30s or the 50s. The, the weird thing is, <laughs> Pascal either played eight times because McNally's maybe made 57 appearances. Mm. He's been here two years. He certainly no scored 57 goals. I'll say that much. Pascal must have been more of a toyer. Must have been. You mind the Pasquale? Uh, well, vaguely. Shite right back. 
centre half. Nah, I thought he was alright. Shite. Nah, I thought he was alright. Well, I was he in a team week, and we'll we'll decide. Uh, can't mind. Can't mind. I thought he was classy. Maybe that's just because he's called Bernard, and then I can. Who knows? What about the Estonian Jesus? What's your memories of him? Kept love to foul, love to foul defenders. He, the bar hmm. was coming there, and he'd look for the defender. I remember that. Um, Eric and the two strikers on this list, in terms of Smith and McNulty. I reckon they might be the loans because Anya definitely never played more than I think he even played 32 games Lee Mayer only had about a season which much Pasquale the highest? Nah right fuck it <laughs> let's go One now. Lee Mayer 32 uh-huh. Henry Anya 30 mm-hmm. Bernard Pascal 57 that seems wrong. And let's go flip a coin. Let's say Cammy Smith has scored more than Mark McNulty. So nine for Smith and eight for Sparky. Okay. So I can tell you that Lee Mayer scored one goal. And I think it was against the Rangers before the dead. But he did play 32 times. Okay. Henry Annier scored six goals for us. Including a couple up at Dingwall, I uh-huh. think. Or was, it, was it a couple or was uh-huh. it one? I can't mind, but that was a tremendous day. Uh, and he played 30 times for United. Bernard Pasquale. See if this is 57. How? A goal machine is something that he could never have been accused of being. But he did play 57 times for Dundee United. Wait a minute here. We might be on for a big comeback here. Cammy Smith. And Mark McNulty have both played 54 games for Dundee United. And combined, they've scored 17 goals between them. Mark I reckon Smith scored more. Mark McNulty has scored eight goals. Get in. Cammy Smith's on nine. I mean, that's that's just delaying the inevitable, but I'll cut that every day of the week and hear another shot away next week. That's all right. That's all right. You done well. You done well. I thought you would do well. I'm surprised that you that you're surprised about Pasquale because I, I can remember him being but whenever present when he was here. Now let's just try and find him here. Bernard Pascal Squall. Tommy McLean signed him. Nah, that seemed like we, a we, was, to... yeah, we were decent. We were decent when Tommy McLean was a manager. So, uh, what was his best season? Ninety nine, two thousand. Was his best season the season when nearly went down? Brilliant. When <laughs> you say the best right. season, it might not have been his best right. season, it might have been the missed appearances. 98 99. Let's just see why he was playing me, right? I was just not that bad for time for anything because we're near enough done, but right. He was in a team we oh, what a laugh! Roger Bowley, <laughs> they the could have been a hero, could have been a legend. Jason DeVos, Steve Dykstra, Billy Dodds. Neil Duffy, Craig Easton, John Eustace, David Hanna, Ian Jenkins, Siggy Johnson, Alex Murphy, Morris Malpass. Morris Malpass still playing there, eh? Incredible. What a career. Strolling it. Mark McNally. Joe, oh, he was thinking. Joe Miller. Tony Moles. 
Tony Moles. Oh, my goodness. Neil Murray. Tony, Tony Moles and Joe Miller. Jim Parson. Darren Parson. Magnus Schuldmark. Is it any wonder I look back fondly at Pasquale then, if that was his defensive teammates? I'll give you a player. Mark McNally and Darren Parson. I'll even save this for next week for Shithouse Effect. Jose Luis Valeriani. That's just stumped, isn't it? Uh, what is that? I come off the bench against uh, Kilmarnock on the 1st of August, 1998. He come on at half Roger time Bowling for Craig again? Easton. Uh, my, Roger uh, probably was, actually. Uh, I've, I have no recollection of that guy at all. Near of, uh, see, I could have shy-housed you next week, but I'm not like that. I'm better than that. I, I would have just said I've never heard of the boy. Anyway, games of goals lives to fight another day. So Paul needs to get one right now. That's all we can allow for it to be a draw. So I basically need to really shout house him. So we'll see what happens. Uh, Don't <laughs> podcast shop. <laughs> the new Ryan Edwards t-shirt is still selling well. You can get yours, doodfoxpodcast.com. Thank you very much to everyone who continues to buy some merch to support the podcast. The live show is but three weeks away. Paul, you'll be waking up in three weeks surrounded by an array of women for spending all the money that we didn't have on, uh, on Ladies of the Night to celebrate Christ. a brilliant show at the Gardine. And hey, if you've not got your ticket yet, see after the wee announcement for the club this week about a speaker at a dinner. See if you didn't want to part with 90 notes. Head on to the Dundee box office, tap your 90 note, turn it into six tickets... To come and see us, and uh, that would be great. Don't come and see us. Come and see Conway. Come oh, and see Peter Houston. Come and see boys that have won something for the club. Don't come and see me and Ron. Come and see Paul Wee Starbuff. Might happen if, if it sells it. It might happen. So uh, again, it's not a live episode recording. There'll be no episode on the Monday. We will be finished the week before. It is a live show. Bit of a 2010 loving, but hey, nothing wrong with that. Peter Houston and Craig Conway will be our guests. Uh, tickets are £15, plus your booking fee, dundeebox.co.uk. Um, it'll be kind of unscripted interviews, basically speaking about them you know, coming to United. Obviously, we'll ask Peter Houston about being Levine's right-hand man, Hamburger Hill, if there are anywhere horror stories, taking the job, going to Ibrox, no one in the job. And then, obviously, that day in 2010, obviously, Craig Conway will hear all about his journey there and his recent retirement as well. We'll touch on that. And there'll be an audience Q&A as always, it'll be the same setup as we did at the Little Theatre. You'll have your wee card, you can fill it with your questions before the show, and we'll get through as many as we can while time allows on the night. It's I'm really, really looking forward to it. I'm kind of shying myself that it's only three weeks away, and any wee bits we've still today, we've no done, because I've got another wee project in the pipeline just now that I've been doing a lot of work on. So I've no forgot about it, but I will be writing stuff on the plane the morning's morning for our show to, to make to basically show that we're no winging it is basically what I'm trying to say um, oh, you crack on yes I'll continue winging it did you tell me this week you spoke to somebody that's then went and bought tickets or have uh, I totally yes. made up no it did happen it uh, did happen uh, I couldn't mind what it was I thought it was pretty cool yeah. uh, my old man still no bought tickets yet so uh, you know is he, open, is he open for comps 
He's not getting them. <laughs> well, my, my old man didn't get comps. He's he ponied up plenty dosh. He's, so. he's not coming. He's not getting them. So, uh, yeah. So, thank you very much to everyone who has bought tickets. Uh, there's there's a solo seat, right, in row D. And if people have been on and have maybe not bought the tickets, they're thinking about it, changing their mind or whatever. There's a solo seat in row D. And every time I go on, or Paul, and Paul says to me, that seat's still annoying you. It's still annoying me. I'm actually close to Ben myself. There's no point in you burning yourself because it's just going to cost you money and the seat will still be empty. But I could, I could like put a life says blow up doll myself in there. Imagine, imagine that was there. Imagine the people sitting next to that. What the hell's going on here? I think somebody would just stick a pin in it and that'd be done with it. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably, yeah. So, uh, if you want to come along, 28th of May, it's at the Gardine Theatre, SD Dode Fox podcast live show with uh, Peter Houston and Craig Conway. Um, really looking forward to it. Craig Conway's getting in peak physical condition for it. He's out in Spain just now. He's building all his fitness up. Just wait till he turns up and sees, well, me, really, and... You know, me, <laughs> he's uh, he's gonna think. Wait a minute here, what have I signed up? To? Couple of bum knees, bum back. That's fine. We'll we'll dupe him that way. Like we'll we'll. He's not seen us yet. That's fine. That's probably for the best. Uh, he's got to be fighting shit for the night because uh, there may or may not be some sort of keepy up he's going on as well. Just, so we'll see. Just wait we'll to see. have Stephen and Barcelona in my top off sending them selfies. <laughs> That'll be a laugh. Um, uh, if you would uh, like random interval updates via our newsletter you can sign up for that using the link in our uh, social media bios we are at Toad Fox Podcast for that uh, on the staying associated with our archive preserving the history of Dundee United Football Club since 2006 I know there's, there's a couple of things still to add but we'll get there 9th of May is our focus three one game one birthday both of them have got uh, a mention of Ray McKinnon get well soon Ray Obviously, he had uh, suffered a heart attack last week. Seems to be on the mend. Read his bit in the paper during the week, but it's good to see um, a great player. An absolutely great player. Really unfortunate as a manager, I think, coming at the wrong time. Uh, tried a lot of things, but a really nice man for a lot of people that speak to. So get well soon, Ray. 2017, and Ray McKinnon's United travelled to the West Coast to face Jim Duffy's Greenock Morton for the second time in four games, having only managed a 1-1 draw against the Taunt in the league on the Saturday. The Terrors had finished third in the Scottish Championship and now had to face fourth place Morton in the quarter-final of the championship of the Premiership playoff. McKinnon made two changes to line up. Simon Murray and William Edgingelly returning for suspension. Ali Cooten called Donaldson. Let's not laugh about what happened to our call this weekend. <laughs> As he dropped to the bench uh, with the low evening sun setting Capolo, United and Morton kicked off the season's championship playoff quarterfinal first leg. United start positively, winning a corner in the first 30 seconds, resulting in Mickelson shot flying over the bar. However, against the run of play after seven minutes, Morton took the lead, a long thrown from the right, all too easy uh, to beat the United defence, and Thomas O'Ware headed powerfully past Bell. The best thing we said at half-time was United were still in the game. That's how good that season was at spells. <laughs> uh, uh, we started the half with a renewed vigour and on 50 minutes were level in spectacular fashion. Simon Murray collected the ball on the left side of the Morton penalty area, swivelled and fired a truly fantastic drive into the top corner. 50 minutes later, United were in front once again and it was in spectacular fashion once again. We enjoyed a, a period of sustained pressure. The ball felt a Blair spittle from fully 25 yards. He drove low in the bottom left corner, sending United supporters into raptures. And the United support were in full voice as the referee blew for full time as United saw out injury time to record a well-deserved first leg 2-1 win. Birthday then. And uh, 
A player who made 83 appearances. He scored one goal. Uh, he was a Ray McKinnon signing. And uh, I mind seeing him, right? Set, I'll set the scene for you, right? I mind seeing him pulling the strings in midfield at Glebe Park in a pre-season friendly. And I thought, he's a good player, him. Well, he was hopeless, really. Happy birthday, Stuart Murdoch. He's 32 today. He's only 32? Apparently so. Jesus Christ. Tough paper mm, I mean, it's hard to go against your assertion that he was hopeless. That's all I'll say. Did, did he know captain us a couple of games oh, as well? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was, uh, they were dark days. Uh, they, they really were. They were, uh, that, that was, uh, they, they were troubling times. I don't even think he left us and went part time. Did he know? Mm-hmm. Went to East Fife part time. That's still there. Yeah, and that was years ago. So he would have been late twenties. Two thousand nine. Almighty, Christ Almighty. Mm-hmm. Well, happy birthday to you anyway. Sure, again, you're a, a big fan of the Dave Fox <laughs> podcast, and you've been waiting on your birthday fan on a Monday to tune in. Well, congratulations and welcome. There we are. Wow! Eh? Wow. So it's, it's all roads, uh, if we could just skirt past Wednesday, it's all roads to Dingwall next week. It's the, is it the 14th of May, actually. That's that's a broad date for Arabs. Yep. Maybe that's a sign, Rondo. Maybe maybe we should hear a, a fourth-minute applause for Ralphie Millen and then maybe an 83rd-minute applause when we're two and a half up on the day for wee Jim. I would take a wee Ralphie Millen chip next week to to secure a fourth place. Absolutely. A wee Dylan Levitt dink. Geez it. It could go in a fight. Somebody's else for I care really. Same next week. Same. I mean, I care. That's ex- that's exactly how it uh, how it feels. But yeah, there's a there's a lot going on as well. Obviously, it's the uh, player of the year that we mentioned is on the uh, the the Saturday night. Obviously, well, may as well before. Well, I know we'll do our own, but Sun- the Sunday other. night is it? No, is that no the next night? No, no, Saturday night. It's after the game, is, is it? it? Whenever it is, it doesn't matter, right? Yeah. Uh, let's. I'm just going to ask you now. What do you think player of the year is going to be at the official do? Uh, who chooses it? No idea. Who chooses it? It might be the club. Uh, I mean, that'll be a laugh. They might pick. Yeah. Again, might pick somebody who doesn't play for you yet. I think they might pick Mulgrew. Mulgrew? Young player? Yeah. It's a bit I'm bracker, sure is it? The, it's a bit, I mean, I would probably say Levitt because of, he's done it the whole season. Okay. But Ross Graham's been absolutely brilliant. Okay. Which is a further ha ha to the five people who are there in Dunfermline that they right. they had the Scotland's best defender in their team at the start of the season and still managed to find a way to play him and get relegated uh, and replace him with Cole Donaldson. That is uh, another level of buffoonery that I don't think many people in Scottish football have seen before. Unbelievable! That's unreal. And um, before we finish, uh, could you give an award for best assist of the weekend? Best assist of the weekend uh, would be uh, would be a strange one, Rondo. It would be through in Paisley, and it would be where somebody's picked the ball up rather calmly. Uh, he's took it to the side of the park. He's put on his good foot, and as the whole world's just expecting him to hump up the park, he's Cruyff turned, and he's played a, a decent cross right across the face of his goalkeeper and onto the the foot of the awaiting striker, who's gleefully accepted and stuck at home. One Nelson man. So the assist of the weekend goes to Charlie Adam. Clearly still hung over for Thursday night. Unbelievable. What was he thinking? <laughs> and you know what? See, listening to his sports scene as well, they were trying to defend him. They were like, oh, well, he's such a good player. He maybe didn't want a hoof up. He's such a good player. Let me tell you, good players didn't do that. 
Uh, that's the last thing that a good player would do. I, you could tell it's a burn. Then I play the bar across your, your inbox or across your goal. If in doubt, stick it out. That's why I got to tell in the under 10s. No, no, Charlie Adam, he went at a different football team, oh. a different scale, obviously. I can't listen. I can't even know what Sausage. We've not got to say on the back of our performance today, but my word, that made me laugh. Well, we hit uh, end on a high though, didn't we? Because it was so poor the day. Definitely. Yes, uh, it was quite funny. Right. A double dunter a week ahead, an arse cheek on Wednesday before heading up the A9 with an inflatable crocodile in hand. We're at Dode Fox Podcast on social media. Grab some merch, dodefoxpodcast.com. You get tickets for the live show from dundeebox.co.uk. Have a great week, stay safe, and don't forget to wash your hand and your arsehole. <laughs>